Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another Behind the Music or Behind the Song with Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today we are here with the amazing Paige King Johnson. How are you doing? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. As we were talking before, I know it's been a while. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a crazy time since the last time we talked. Things are, are back to normal, I think, right? Since I think the yeah. last time we talked, I think COVID was in full swing. and Yes, it's crazy to think that like that, that that much time is what it seems like has passed, but it truly has only been a few months. But yeah, uh, the craziness of summer and, and summer festivals and touring and um, especially me being from North Carolina, there's a lot of beach stuff that happens during the summer. And so I feel like I've just been on the road for the past like four months nonstop, but I'm not complaining. I told myself when the pandemic hit that I would never, ever complain about being busy again. I would only be grateful for it. And so I am grateful. It gets, you get a little worn out, but it's, it's a good worn out feeling. (laughs) Absolutely. And you will have time to take some uh, downtime self, you know, relaxation, I'm sure. Right. Coming up. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, let's talk about your uh, first album. This is a big thing. This has been a few years in the making. Uh, so let's talk about Honky Tonk Heart. Tell me all yeah. about it. So it has been. It's been about three years in the making, which is crazy to think. But um, the oldest song on the album is is three years old. It was written in 2019. And um it took that, you know, when I tell people that, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I never would have thought that it would have taken three years to make an album. And I just want to say, well, talk to any independent artist and they'll tell you that that's pretty normal. Yeah. But um, it took that long to write. And honestly, you know, I probably wrote over 80 or 90 songs um, that were considered for the album. And so it started out as a process of writing songs, obviously, and then it came to dwindling down that list. Um, to the 11 songs that are on the album right now. And like I said, there's a song that was written from in 2019 and there's a song that we chose literally like two months before we had to turn the album in. And so (laughs) there's a whole lot of Paige King Johnson life span within those songs. But um, we went to the studio and really took our time with this being my first album. I wanted to make sure that it sounded like me and that it was indicative of how I wanted to be portrayed as an artist and heard as an artist. Um, So my producer and I, we took a lot of time and and gave each song space to breathe and live and listen back to it and make sure that that's how we thought it was supposed to sound. And um, then came kind of the design process for the CD covers and the album covers and the single art and all that kind of stuff, which I really enjoy because I kind of have like a graphic design mind as well Mm -hmm. too. And so, um, had a lot of fun with that and then came the whole planning and marketing stage of everything. And, um, you know, people, they're like, well, do, are you really involved in that kind of stuff as the artist? And 
Um, as an independent artist, most definitely, you know, you're your own small business and uh, the beauty and the pain in that is that you have to make all the decisions and, um, you know, you have to put all that stuff into motion and build that team around you that believes in the project and is willing to go along with it. And so, um, yeah, we created the plan for it and finally got it out in June and it's been such a crazy ride, but such a sweet ride to finally have it out into the ears of everybody and hear people's reactions has just been a really cool thing. Well, I absolutely love it. Um, I might be biased because, you know, I love almost everything you do. So maybe a little bias there, but it's okay. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> oh. And yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head because you're right. As an independent artist, you wear every hat and it is all you that really at the end of the day, you know, you're the one in charge. You're the one that has to pretty much yes, no, maybe, and, and make those tough decisions. You don't have someone else that can say, oh, let me take care of your marketing. Don't you worry about that. We got that. We have the budget. Let's go. You know, no, you're like, uh, how much do I have for this? And yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that's the dream, right? One day. Yeah. One day. One day you'll have a whole team. You don't have to worry about that. Yes. <laughs> oh, so obviously I loved all the songs, but in particular, I loved American Beauty because of the portrayal of it. The uh, independent, go your own way. You got it. You can kind of write your own path, if you will. I love that confidence. I, it was just, it was just beautiful in that respect. So you want to tell us a little bit behind the scenes of uh, kind of where the ideas came from and uh, the co-writers, things like that? Yeah, so I wrote this song with two of my friends that I went to college with in Nashville. Um, and we wrote this song, it was very much so still in the thick of pandemic and, um, you know, quarantine and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we tell people that, you know, this is our female empowerment anthem kind of a song. But if you get down to it, I feel like we probably wrote it for ourselves as uh we all three of us were 20 something year old singer songwriters who really were kind of unsure of if we would have a job when it came out of this pandemic and if so, what it would look like. Um, and so I think the, the whole message of, you know, whatever the path is that you're going down right now, it may not feel like the right thing or like, you know what you're doing, but I promise, you know, when you get three, five, 10 years down the road and you look back, it's all going to kind of make sense um, and just, you know, be confident in where you are right now. I think that message was what we needed at the time um, in our time and space in life. But I think it, it's also a really good universal message for all the girls out there. And honestly, anybody who just kind of feels like they're flailing in life and don't really know what they're doing. And, um, you know, all the, the little decisions that you make every single day and the little things that you do to make yourself better um, are going to build up and eventually, you know, get you to the person that you're going to be in the next five years. I think that's all of us. We're all flailing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> None of us really know what we're doing. Some of but, us but, just fake it yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's that that old thing. Fake it till you make it or face it till you make it, whichever way, just show up. That's all it counts, right? Right. That's it. Oh. That was a great song. Okay, so we're going to play a little bit of that song. We'll play the whole song, actually. So we'll join you all back in just a little bit. Enjoy the song. Fake it till you make it. 
That is definitely one of my favorites. I will say that. So tell me, are there any favorites off the album that I know, again, they're all your babies. I get that. I totally understand. But are there any that you're like, maybe this week you're like, I love this song. This is like the best song off my album. I don't know. what. Um, it is. It's really hard to choose. I mean, because especially the ones that I was a writer on, each of them kind of take me back to that time and space. And you know, the heart space and the head space that I was at, um, on that day. But, um, I don't know, lately I've actually been playing out, um, used to a lot, which mm-hmm. I don't even know what number it is on the album, but, um, I, I'm proud of that song, not so much because of the song itself, but just because of the way it kind of came about to be, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of classic country music. I know we've had plenty of conversations about that. Um, and I always felt like those classic country artists, particularly, they all had that one like uh, waltz, you know, three, four, six, eight times. This is me getting music nerdy on you. But um, <laughs> that that those slow waltz songs that were just kind of those like defining songs for them, even if they had, you know, amazing, you know, barn burner, honky tonkin songs or whatever. Um, everybody loved those slow songs. And so I went into the rot that day. Um, with my co-writer, Mike, and I told him, I was like, Mike, I want to put aside every, you know, box and uh, person in the music industry that tells you you need to write fun, happy, summer-sounding party songs, and I just want to write a slow ballad, like, waltz song, because that's what I grew up on, and so um, we did, and we didn't write within whatever people were telling us we needed to, and we weren't following, you know, the the regular standard guidelines for writing a commercial song. And we just wrote from the heart that day. And it, it, I feel like it really came out in that song and we had a lot of fun, um, kind of country fine it a whole lot in the studio too. So that's a, that's a proud one uh, for me. Well, it's a beautiful song. And I got to tell you that the way you said that, it reminded me of um, Anita Cochran. I want to hear a cheating song. Because in that song, 
she says about how everyone's ready, happy and upbeat and all this. That, that's yeah. exactly where I went. And as soon as you said that was, yep. Yep. Yeah. I know you don't need to constantly write all the upbeat commercially songs. Some of us like the right. non-commercial songs. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think they push us out though. I think they push it from country to like, um, you're Americana, you're alternate country, you're outlaw country. Then I'm like, what? Like it's country. Come on. You know, it's country. We know it's country. <laughs> yes. Oh, so if you want, we can play that one next for everyone. Yes. Go for it. Perfect. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoy this song and we'll be back with you shortly. We used to laugh, we used to dance, you used to reach for my hand. They used to say that we were made for settling down on some land, but now that flame that burns so bright.
Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that song. So the next song I'd like to talk about, if you don't mind, off your album is Homes in the Home. I'm sorry, Hometown. So I said it backwards. <laughs> it's I'm okay. I'm, I'm cut off. I'm not even drinking. No, I get all kinds of versions of the title of that song. And so I'm realizing that maybe it was difficult. <laughs> Apparently it's it's a little tongue twister. Homes in the Hometown, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yes, maybe so. But it's a special song to me anyway, so I'm proud of it. Okay, well, tell me all about it, how it correlates to agriculture, because I know that's something big for you. Yes, it is. I grew up in a an agriculture family. I grew up on a farm, and um, we rode horses and raised sheep and showed them, and uh, I had a few rabbits of my own, too, that we took to county fairs, and Um, I tell people that agriculture is the only thing in my life that has taken up more time than music has. And um, I'm really grateful that over the past, really honestly, over the past year and a half, I have uh, been working with the North Carolina Department of Agriculture um, to now be their official ambassador, uh, their first ever musical ambassador um, for their marketing campaign in the Department of Agriculture. And uh, the first kind of step to that whole partnership was writing this song. Um, I wrote this song completely by myself, which does not happen a lot anymore. Um, Nashville has taught me the art of co-writing, and I love it. But um, I really felt like this song and the whole topic and the meaning behind it uh, was something that I needed to do on my own and process on my own. Um, And so I did. And. Uh, The inspiration from this song came absolutely from my raising um, on my farm and in my family's agriculture world, as well as all of our family friends um, in our small farm in town here in North Carolina that I grew up, you know, hearing all their stories about being in the field and working or, uh, you know, raising their cows or raising their horses and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it wasn't until I moved away from home and moved to Nashville and started gaining all these new experiences that Mm -hmm. I realized a, how blessed I was to be raised in a community like that and have the knowledge um, of everything that kind of goes on in the whole agriculture world, but be to be able to appreciate that and have this opportunity to share it with people who did not grow up in any kind of space like that. Um, And so I'm just, I'm excited for where it's going to go and, and really proud of, you know, how much, uh, how many people that we have reached already through this partnership and with the song. And, um, I've been going and visiting high schools all throughout North Carolina and getting to talk to, uh, students there who are in the music programs and in the agriculture programs and kind of telling them how I meshed the two worlds together, um, in my own career and, and life. And, you know, trying to encourage people um, to be interested in both and to to find the value in both of them in our world and to see how they kind of give back to us in our communities. That is definitely amazing. I know I'm excited. And I think um, that is so cool. Um, I don't know if you know much about Marilyn Monroe, but little tidbit here. She was um, back when she had gotten fired from a movie. I think it was one of her first movies. She had actually gotten fired. She went up to, I believe, a Salinas area of California, the farm area there, and she was Miss Artichoke. So she was the first, very first Miss Artichoke that they had. Interesting. So, yeah. 
I, uh, I learned that recently myself. I was like, oh, that is really cool. So that's exactly, I was like, oh, there we go. We have our own uh, star in the making here. Even though I don't you know fired from your job, I, you know. Yeah, I don't know that I'm quite Marilyn Monroe, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are definitely a star. I don't know what anyone else says. Don't care. But I think you are. <laughs> oh, okay, so everyone, I hope you enjoy homes and the hometown. been prepping the fields and praying for it all week so i head to my four by four and get to work in that worn out seat we don't quit when the sun goes down we quit when the job gets done we work where we live and live where we work and count our gifts every single one we break our backs filling tables up to eat because we know it's got to be in seat God made a farmer cause he knew he needed us around To feed the homes in the hometown Kinda crazy how we keep this big rock spinning on a few thousand acres But this Carolina ground just keeps giving And it never runs out, never breaks down My tickets on time it's always got a little more left Kinda like the farmers who spend our lives Giving it our best We don't quit when the sun goes down We quit when the job gets done We work where we live and live Where we work and count our gifts Every single one We break our backs Filling tables up to eat Cause we know it's got to be in sync God made a farmer cause he knew Welcome back, everyone. 
We're still here. I hope you are. You better be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If not, we'll have to uh, find someone to detain them. Yes. So listen to the whole thing. So, so there are quite an amount of great songs off of this album. Um, another one that I loved was um, Famous Enough. So tell us about that and the message in that song. Yeah, so Famous Enough was uh, one of the two songs on the album that I actually did not have a part in writing. Um, this song was sent to me by my mentor and hero in country music, Miss Pam Tillis. And uh, we've been working together over the past three years or two years, um, kind of on, on a mentor level. And she's produced a few music videos for me. And uh, for this album, she helped kind of find some outside songs for me that uh, did a good job of kind of rounding off the album and, and fitting into the whole storyline that we were kind of working with in the theme for the songs on this album. Um, but Pam sent this song to me. Uh, she had heard it um, and she immediately thought of me. And so she texted it to me. And uh, at, at one point we were considering other songs and I'd passed on this song, not because it, I didn't like it or anything like that, but it just wasn't what we were looking for at the time. And a few months later, Pam called me and she's like, Paige, I was just listening to that famous enough song again. And I just, I think that that song was written for you. It, it speaks to you and your whole life and, and what you believe in. And I really think you need to go back and listen to it. And so I, you know, took I made a point to kind of like clear my mind and clear any kind of, you know, preconceived notions I had and sat down with a fresh ears and fresh mind and everything and listened to this song. And immediately I was like, yes, this song is me. This song was made for me. And so um, we took it in the studio and, and made it my own and changed a little bit of things here and there. And um, it was the last song that was added to the album. And I really do think that this song, um, was kind of what I needed to feel at peace with it and to make it feel like it was a whole, you know, body of work for mm -hmm. me. Um, and then Pam, uh, helped with the music video for the song and we shot it down in Columbia, Tennessee, which is a nice quaint little small town, um, about an hour South of Nashville. And we had a lot of fun running around and I got to meet a lot of her friends that live down there. And a lot of the places that we shot and the people that were in the video were just Pam's friends that were, willing to rally together to help me out with this music video and love the song. So um, there's a lot of really cool, you know, kind of memories and emotions attached to this one for me. That is awesome. That is really cool that she was like, Hey, you gotta listen to this again. And, yes. you know, I think uh, she's one of those amazing people that does do a lot of mentoring and really does give back to country music. And, and a lot of people don't see that. And uh, yes. I mean, granted, obviously we're kind of, I won't say I'm in the industry. I'm kind of on the edge, if you will. Um, yeah. On the edge, I'm going to jump. No. Um, but yeah, like I, we, we get to see those things and we get to see people that give back and, and what they do for others. And it's just, it's beautiful to see that in general. And yes. I'm glad she convinced you because I think the song, yeah, was written for you. I'll agree. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you all enjoy. Here is Famous Enough. Spotlight 
again everyone i hope you enjoyed that song and last but not least of the songs that i'd like to talk about today with you miss page is the title track and also the title of the album honky tonk heart you want to tell us all about that one where the ideas came from favorite yes. line out of the song oh i don't really know that i could pick a favorite line out of this song but this song uh, is definitely my heart and soul, and I get asked a lot why it's the title track for the album. Um, and I really do feel like 
this song kind of sums up my heart for country music, especially, um, you know, being raised on classic country music. And there's times that you can, I can feel a little frustrated by, you know, what people are creating in the country realm right now. And so I feel like this song was kind of my pushback in that and my, um, me raising my flag to try and, you know, bring back the classic sounds of country music. And we had a lot of fun writing this song. Um, it was the last song that I wrote before the pandemic hit and everything kind of shut down. And um, I'd been in Nashville for a few months straight and, and really hadn't, you know, gotten out and gotten to anywhere with a lot of grass or anything like that. <laughs> and um, I... And that's kind of where the inspiration for the song came. I was just really, um, you know, I was craving all of the things that I grew up doing, um, you know, whether that's like, you know, being in a backyard barbecue and watching couples two-step around in the backyard all night long or anything like that. And so um, all the lines from this song were definitely inspired by the way I was raised and um, all the kind of memories that were attached to all the different songs that I grew up listening to. And uh, also wanted one of these fun songs that my band could kind of show off whenever we were playing out live and at shows. And they have a lot of fun with this song and usually kind of make it an extended version. <laughs> the live version is usually a lot more extended because they just go crazy with it. But uh, we have a lot of fun and, and get to, you know, show off all their talents to the crowd, which is, uh, a really fun thing to kind of watch them just kind of let loose and have fun with it. Um, and I feel like that was an appropriate way to kind of portray this album because this album has been, you know, such a, a work in progress for three years, but it's also a really fun celebratory kind of thing that I was able to do um, in my career as an artist. And so I wanted that to kind of come through on this album. And so um, that was kind of why we chose it as the title track because it's uh, it's my heart and soul and everything I want to be as an artist and want to say as an artist and you know what my what my version of country music is I love it I love that the fact was you're like I was stuck in Nashville a little too long not to say it that way but you know <laughs> yeah a little too much city you need to get out <laughs> yeah somebody who was raised in a two-stop lot town kind of gets overwhelmed with big cities every now and then <laughs> I totally get we, we had one red light and uh, yes. I think I, I was like 10 or something when that even went in. So, so I totally get you. <laughs> no airport, no airport, nothing even, well, yeah, airport across the way about 10 more miles, but you know, yeah, love it. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoy the title track, Honky Tonk Heart. <laughs> Is it too much to ask for swinging doors, sawdust floors, and a five-piece band playing country all night long? No fancy 
Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. So make sure that you all go check out the links below, stream the album, and download let Paige it. know. Download it. Gift it. Buy CD. Oh, buy CDs and send them to your friends. Yes, yeah. you can do that as memories because rarely anybody even has a CD player anymore, but they're good to have. Is it available in vinyl? It's not available in vinyl yet. People keep asking me that, so I should probably look into it. Um, I was only asking because it seems like vinyl is making a comeback. I would have, if you had told the five-year-old me that <laughs> by the time I am, um, you know, over 30, that's all we'll leave this conversation at, that, uh, okay, by the time you told me I was 40, that vinyl would be making a full swing comeback and that would be like the in-demand thing, I'd have been like, you're crazy. I know. These are like crazy. older than me at that time, you know, so. I know. And, and the, honestly, the reason why I haven't is because the whole process, I mean, they're like four months behind in, you know, the production of it because they're just most, there's not that many places that produce vinyl anymore. And they're mm -hmm. just so overwhelmed with all the music that, that people are wanting to get on vinyl. And so it is, it's a whole process. Absolutely. But we can still send our CDs to friends and some, I still have CD players. I'm just saying my vehicle still has a CD player. You can yes. also gift purchase, I think Amazon and the other ones like Apple, you can like gift purchase the music to someone. That's always a good yes. idea for the music lover in your life. Yes. yes. I also have other merch. If you, if you aren't a CD person, I have hats and t-shirts and um, I even do handwritten lyrics because I am an 85 year old lady at heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy stuff like that. And so I I do handwritten lyrics and actually send out quite a few of those. Um, people will order them for any of my songs that I have out. Um, and it's kind of a special thing to, for them to be able to have. And I enjoy it and really probably get into it more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> so the, her website link will be below so you can go purchase some handwritten lyrics. <laughs> They're a great Christmas gift, birthday gift. Yes, they are. Oh, it's been fun having you on page. And you know, as I've said before, you are welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you. I love, I love being with other crazy women because I feel um, like I'm in my natural habitat. So I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. And thank you all for joining us for Behind the Song. Make sure you go check out everything like we said, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.